All right, welcome to the podcast. I am Pia Muhlenbeck. I'm here with Kane. Good evening. And this is Wine Time, the show where we crack open a bottle of bubbly and suggest you do the same. Usually I would say, if you're driving, wait till you get home. Um, But seeing as we're all at home already, let's just get those bottles (laughs) popping. And join us as we chat through the week that was. So Pia, what are we drinking today? Oh, I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed to say. (laughs) It's just vodka and Coke again. (laughs) I mean, it's not a shame. It's not an ashamed thing. No, it's It's just 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 not wine. Yeah, I know. I wish that we we could actually play up to the fact that our show is called Wine Time. But it's slim pickings over here in the Muhlenbeck household. We have not got any wine left. That is actually our fault, though. We should have just bought wine. Like, there is no issue with alcohol in Australia. Yeah, I know. I know. We just haven't got any. So we're (laughs) drinking vodka and I'm going to order some. I'm going to order some. I'm just paranoid right now. I just don't want anyone unnecessarily coming to my house. Yeah, exactly. So if there's a case of, like, I'll buy some wine and someone has to bring it, and they have to see your ID because alcohol delivery requires your ID. That oh, means I have to have a face-to-face with someone. Yeah. Then I'm freaking out. Yeah, fair point. I'm happy to burn through the vodka in my cupboard for the next few weeks. Okay, and then after that, we'll just like ferment vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> next week on the podcast, oh, we're drinking leek vodka. <laughs> just potatoes that have been sitting in a bucket for three months. It's disgusting, <laughs> but we're very drunk. <laughs> so it has been a good week on the podcast again. Yes. I haven't told you this yet. Why? What we you... are number one. Where? In Belarus. Oh, Belarus. Yes. If where is that? If you can tell where me where that? that is, I'll give you $1,000. Um, like Europe. I, actually, I had to Google it. Um, <laughs> it is somewhere in between Lithuania, Latvia, where we have been number one before, by the way. Oh, I love this region. Poland. I know. We are hot in the Middle East. No, Middle East. Not the Middle Europe. Middle Europe. <laughs> not, no, no, it's not called Middle Europe. Don't offend them now. Eastern Europe. Sorry, we love you, but we don't know where you are. It's close to Poland. That means it's yes. close to Germany. Ukraine which and obviously, Russia. So they're obviously here for me. It, uh, <laughs> I think it's my lovely chocolate skin that they're here for. Let's be honest. My dulcet tones and my chocolate skin. Um, do you remember in the episode of Friends when Phoebe... Um, met this scientist guy and she fell in love with him and he went to Minsk on an assignment and left her for like years. Yes, I remember that Minsk is in Belarus. Oh. That's where it is. Oh, okay. Mm. Guys, don't forget to rate this podcast five stars. If you do and you see it in the street, you will get a Wakanda forever, which is the arm cross thing that they do in Black Panther. It's very cool. No more handshakes. That is out the window. No high fives, nothing like that. If you rate us four stars, you'll get a Spock hand wave, you know, from Star Trek, that weird... I feel like that's thing. not a hand wave. That's like a, a hand salute. It's a salute, yeah. No one's doing the Spock symbol and waving. All right, okay. <laughs> well, no, no, don't. Yeah, actually, you wouldn't want to wave with that. That just looks a bit weird. <laughs> like, like a happy goat. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit weird. All right, well, now, if you rate us uh, three stars, you're going to get a thumbs up. And if you rate us two stars, you're going to get an old school germy field high five. Oh, yeah, I've, I've demoted any physical contact to two stars and below. <laughs> One star, you get a handshake. <laughs> I think we're all turning into like low-key germaphobes right now. And I'm even like talking to my friends and they're like, so when my parcels arrive, I wipe them down, then I spray them with alcohol, mm. then I leave them mm. in a room for three days and then I open them. Well, and I think it. we're I think all that's just... absolutely right. I, yeah. I have a male room now. We've converted our second bathroom. We're very lucky. We've got two bathrooms in this apartment for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and we've made our second bathroom the quarantine mail room. So everything that arrives, because we're still working, we've still got Slinky going on, mm. um, we've still got our social media going on, albeit a little bit uh, less level. And we are putting all of our stuff in a mail room under Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. 
and stuff that comes in on Monday, we open on Thursday. Yeah. It's really frustrating because I know I've got a really great pair of decks from Pioneer in the bathroom right now and I want to start learning to DJ, as do you, and yeah. we can't do that until Thursday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, I think someone sent us Easter eggs and it's Easter. <gasps> I know. I want to open them so bad. I mean, I do have one entire litre of alcohol spray so we could just drench it what the actual chocolate no no just the packaging yeah. and then open it with glass i think that's a good idea i think open, we should do that right after this podcast <laughs> i wanted to talk about billionaires yes today mm-hmm. because i had an epiphany did you yeah you know when you watch a movie any 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 superhero movie iron man spider-man anything like this right mm. something goes wrong there's always an evil supervillain that tries to destroy the world And then the army come out with all their military, they shut down the streets, blah, 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 just like what's happening with us. Mm -hmm. And then the person that really saves the day is not the military. It isn't the government. (laughs) I I do appreciate the military government. I'm (laughs) not saying I don't. But the person that really saves the day is the billionaire. It's the Tony Stark. What, the superheroes? It's Bruce Wayne. It's one of those guys, right? Mm -hmm. And I just, I've seen so much negative press about Bill Gates, Elon Musk, all these big billionaires, Jack from Twitter, mm. like how, how negative, it, negative it is that they are donating and actually kind of semi-controlling the world with their dollars and whatnot. But I think if you look at it a different way, it's super positive. Like these guys with loads of cash, they're just stepping up where the government have not been able to. Yes. And they're just helping. And honestly, like these guys are... This is good news. This is great. Rich people in the world are stepping up to help everyone. I think that's really, really good. Well, the reason Kane is saying all this is because this week, Jack Dorsey, who is the founder of Twitter and Square, he actually pledged a billion dollars towards efforts to tackle the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Now, that is close to a third of his personal wealth. So it's a pretty significant donation on his behalf. Yes. And then if it doesn't take a billion dollars to fix the, you know, coronavirus pandemic, he's then donating the rest to girls' health and education. Out of this, there's been a number of billionaires who seem to be calling the shots a little bit. I mean... (sighs) I don't, we're not in the conspiracy section of the podcast yet, Pia, mm. but <laughs> let me tell you, as someone that has researched many conspiracy theories, the billionaires control the world, not really the government. So Did you know that Mark Zuckerberg donated 30 million as well? To million a, or, to million a, or billion? 30 million. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> Jump change. <laughs> <laughs> so Apple and Nike have made face shields. Yeah. Which is just genius. Like they have the materials. Mm. They already manufacture. They are manufacturing companies. I know that at the heart of Apple is tech and at the heart of Nike is sport. But they are actually manufacturing companies. They make one thing a million times over and then sell it. So they have factories. Yeah. That's what they do. And the fact that Nike literally have the same materials that medical medical um, professionals require in their factories in all, all across America is fantastic because mm. they've been able to take the padding. I, th- I think it was the padding that's normally in the Nike Air 180. Mm. And they've used that as the pads for the forehead. And then they've taken standard Perspex, bent it round. They've taken standard shoelaces from the, 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 the Nike shoes. And then they've made those the, the head strap. And fr- there you have an amazing face mask. So they're shields though, right? Not masks. Yeah, shields are very important as well as masks. 
Masks protect you from breathing, but also if you're in a hospital environment where there's lots of uh, people coughing and sneezing and whatnot, you need your eyes protected. Mm. You need your entire face protected, really. It also stops you touching your face, which is a good thing. Mm. So there's many reasons why you need a mask. So it's not like a respirator. It's more so that you don't really touch your face and you don't get any fluid particles landing on your face. Yeah, I mean, Mm. I think it's very important. I know that people say that you've got to stay um, 1.5 to 2 metres away from each other. Or in Australia, we say one kangaroo. Um, (laughs) I'm a firm believer that if you can smell someone's fart... That's that means you're too close. <laughs> yeah, I know, Kane. Literally, we have to go on a dog walk, right? Because we've got to walk the dog, and he will he will walk so much further away from everyone else because sometimes you know when you walk past someone and you can smell the residual perfume or cologne or God forbid fart. <laughs> that's when you know that there are particles in the air that were on that person. When you fart, your your butt cheeks clap, right? <laughs> the clapping is air coming coming out i'm dying i'm checking out of this podcast and the smell is methane it's poop it's methane it's poop floating it's gas i don't think it is sometimes that smell i know what methane smells like i've smelled pure methane and i've also smelled a pure have you smelled (laughs) pure methane i've also smelled i've also smelled pure (laughs) and (laughs) i can tell the difference right and sometimes when you smell a fart it is pure so you have to understand that that is floating in the air. So if you can smell that, coronavirus is a lot smaller. It probably can float further. I like to keep a bigger distance, mm-hmm. yeah. which I think is perfectly reasonable. So what Pia's trying to get at is when we walk the dog, if there are people on the sidewalk, myself and Pia walk down the middle of the road and um, she hates it, but I think it's perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah, great. There's an interesting movement happening, I think. I think a lot of people are realising now what really is important to people. Yeah. And I think nature is a really... is People are realising now they're stuck in their home, they're not allowed to go out. I think people are going, oh my goodness, nature is such a big thing for me. Yeah, I think people are really regrouping and actually looking at what is important in their life and to provide well-being, mm. to provide mental you know, happiness. And at the end of the day, they're simple things, you know, they're really simple pillars that you need to achieve in order for pretty much everyone on the planet to live a good life. Do you know what's really interesting? Mm. So obviously worldwide, the economy is in a huge downfall right now, right? Like so many businesses are closed. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, the economy essentially is taking a huge hit as a result of this pandemic. Hibernation. Yes. Mm. And the one thing that I found really interesting is Amsterdam. Have you seen what they're doing? Are you going to talk about the donut thing? Yes. So Amsterdam on Wednesday are enacting a new range of principles and guidelines that will sort of guide them with their future policies based on economics and the environment. Wait, so this is happening? This is happening on Wednesday. They're the first city in the world to adopt something called donut economics. It's written... I mean, I like the sound of that already. (laughs) It doesn't mean you get a lot of donuts. I don't like it anymore. (laughs) They're changing changing money for donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Krispy Kreme, the president of Krispy Kreme (laughs) is taking over the country. I'm in. It's a new way of thinking about 
essentially what makes a nation prosperous, right? Because right now every nation is worried about, you know, oh, the economy is strong. Mm. You know, we've we've grown this much in the GDP and things like that. But what does that mean at the end of the day? It just means that everything gets more expensive and everyone makes more money. Well, it's all about the money, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah, but also most countries are like wildly in debt. So many people are still homeless, living in poverty or without equality or healthcare. Yep. It's not a system that's working. And it's completely ruining the planet. Yes, right? 100%, 100%. As it stands, it's all about how do we make the most money without any consideration for the planet's well-being. Well, we often try and make the most amount of money and then work out afterwards what we can do to fix the damage we've done. Exactly. Which is just a little bit the wrong way. It's a new way of looking at what we can be doing after the coronavirus with basically an economy that needs rebuilding, mm -hmm. right? And there are essentially some new principles that we need to put into place. So what they've set out is this thought process where the inner ring of the donut sets up the minimum basic standards that people need to live a good life. Right, okay. Which so many people aren't Accessing. So across all sectors? Across all people in the entire world, so many people aren't meeting the basic needs of food, clean water, housing, energy, sanitation, healthcare, education, things yeah. like that, right? Mm -hmm. Your basic human needs. And then on the outside of the donut, like beyond the donut, are the requirements of the planet so that we don't overshoot. Got it, right. So, so it's, know, it's like a, a circular graph that opens out from the middle yes. in all those different sectors. Yeah. So on the outside of the donut, you're focusing on things like the climate, soil, oceans, the ozone layer, you know, biodiversity. Right. So that the planet stays in balance and our economic endeavours don't overshoot that and ruin the planet. As someone who loves the planet more than money, I think that idea is great. Mm. I do also think it might work in Amsterdam because they're not a huge business hub of this world but you try and tell that to a huge multinational corporation and you're then basically having to put caps on how much trade they no, do. No, 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 no. It's just about what kind of trade they should be doing. Right, okay. So the go what they're saying is that the goal of economic activity should be about meeting the core needs of all within the means of the planet. So why are these huge corporations not working on providing sanitation and housing. Well, I mean, that's what's happening now, isn't it? You know, you've got Apple, who have typically been a luxury item brand, mm. Nike, luxury item brand. They sell sneakers for three, four, five, six hundred bucks. Mm. Now they are creating actual essentials for the planet as well and yeah. also donating them. Yeah. And this is going to be a, a sliver off their top line for yeah. the year. So maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe, you know, if you do shop with Apple, you sh Apple should also be donating stuff to healthcare and medics that require it and blah, blah, blah. And that, could be, that could be great. Even beyond healthcare, there are enormous economic opportunities in, you know, uh, sustainable energy. Mm, 100%. Uh, and providing everyone with enough food and things like that. Yeah. So that's where economic activity should be lying and not in just you know, silly consumerism that actually ruins the planet. Yeah. So it's just a new way of looking at things. And I find that really interesting. I think that's going to be, that, that could actually be a really big thing when we come back. I think we're, I think everyone's having this reset time at home mm. and we're thinking, we're going, all right, so we're at home now. What is actually important to me? Mm. You know, it's my family, it's love, it's mm. compassion. It's mm. kindness, it's health. Money, yeah, that is important. But 
we're all in a lot of countries. We're all getting um, kind of a basic universal wage right yeah. now. Yeah, and a lot. Of, you, you know, a lot of people are actually researching that as a, a more permanent thing. I mean, the universal wage has always been something I've been very interested in. It does kind of slightly lean towards a more communist socialist yeah. uh, structure. So a lot of people are going to steer clear of that. But that's probably a, a discussion that's a little bit too deep for a drunken podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> here's us trying to have an intellectual conversation, <laughs> like three vodkas in. <laughs> the number of deaths in New York today is double what they would normally have. Oh, now that, that number might change in the next few weeks, but today, at the time of recording, it was double what they normally have. In on a daily basis. Yeah. Oh, okay. They are now burying dead bodies in parks because there is not enough space. The the funeral homes can't cope. The crematoriums can't cope. Like there's there's nowhere to bury these people. Yeah. Do you not think it's weird? As a obviously, you know, unfortunately, death is also a business. Crematoriums, funerals, coffins, blah blah blah. Do you not think it's weird that those businesses don't have double capacity yeah isn't it, is it not strange they haven't planned for that like i would and that's not just in new york by the way that's everywhere every country is freaking out about their hospital support structure because they might get double the amount of customers that yeah, seems right. to me like hospitals are just massively underfunded yeah but i guess maybe there's always been like a a um, steady number of like daily deaths but why are we not prepared for any form of emergency Bush, yeah. when he was a president, was saying we've got to prepare for a pandemic. There's like uh, these videos are going around Twitter right now, going he he said that we should be prepared for this 10, 20, whatever, how long? Did yeah. he? Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that this is coming again. We've had Ebola, we've had SARS, we've had MERS, we've had H one H one. There's loads of stuff. Mm. Bill Gates has said uh, he's like a smart businessman, and he has companies that make vaccines already. He said another pandemic is coming. Yeah. And yet we are now in a situation where hospitals are freaking out because they might get double the amount of customers. Mm. And they're just overwhelmed. I don't get it. Like, why are we not preparing for this? We put a trillion billion dollars into missiles. Yes, that's the crazy thing. Right? Yeah. What the hell? The the amount of funding that goes into, like, military operations for, like, you know, building missiles and things like that, rather than actually safeguarding or preparing for something that could happen to your own nation. Like in 20 That's crazy. I know, in 2020, let's be absolutely honest. And I'm not I don't mean to tempt fate here because we've already had enough this year. But if there was to be a war, you would launch a bioweapon, you wouldn't launch a missile. Yeah. We don't need to be making more missiles. That's so old school. Yeah, but if you look at the budget from like every major country that goes into the development of of missiles and weapons and all that sort of stuff, what for? I know. It's just a show on who's got the most weapons. I know. So that they can intimidate the other countries. Well, hopefully, this whole situation that we're going through right now will make lawmakers globally revisit their spending. Yeah. And maybe they'll think, well, let's spend more money on the environment. Mm. Let's spend more money on healthcare. Mm-hmm. And maybe we don't need as many guns. That's what I'm saying. Like, this whole donut principle, if you focus on everyone's well-being, mm. first and foremost, if everyone has access to, like... You know, good water, good food, mm. s- healthcare, education, and housing. At the end of the day, most people's immune systems would take a massive, like, you know, jump. Well, also, if you focus on those things, crime goes down. Yeah. Because a lot of people um, turn to crime turn because to they're crime. in need. Yeah, exactly. Like, people aren't, like, I'm not stealing a TV because I have one. 
Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I know. A lot of the time it's not, you know, it's not just delinquents for the fun of it. It's literally because they need to. Yeah. And that's that's something that really needs to be addressed, especially in America, because they have a crisis right now. I think... It literally so many systems of our current society need a huge overhaul. And I think this might be the catalyst. I agree. I think I think this is going to bring it. I think it's going to bring it in a big way. Seeing what Amsterdam is doing is honestly very, very inspiring because every country is going to have to pick up the pieces here from an economic standpoint. And they need the pressure from us, yeah. from us people and us consumers to be like, you know, you know what? We actually care about nature. Mm. We care about the planet. We care about the, you know, overall well-being of our future and our children and things like that and I think that's something that really needs to be addressed rather than oh yeah let's spend you know 10 billion dollars developing a new missile in other good news though the planet is actually doing really well outside of us yeah the planet is thriving I know I keep seeing all these videos of like animals running through cities (laughs) I saw that like a a thousand monkeys were running through some city in Thailand because tourism had gone down so much that the monkeys could run free it was kind of scary and it also did remind me planet of the apes it reminded me of um, the movie 12 monkeys which is not a great great situation to be in but CO2 levels are down, animals are thriving, the air is so much clearer. Mm. It's going to be interesting as well when we come back from this whole situation because I don't think we're going to shake hands. No. I don't, I don't want so. to. No, I don't want to either. Like I, I, I know I keep joking about Wakanda forever, but legitimately, I ain't touching your hand. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's kind of a weird thing to do in the first place, It's right? gross. Yeah, it's kind of like everybody has to touch each other right away. And also, in a meeting and stuff, like people that you don't know, you don't know where they've been, you don't know if they've been to the bathroom. I know, well, this is the weird thing, right? So, like, when we go out with our friends, our circle of friends and beyond, bigger circles, like go to Coachella, go to the bar, go to the pub, go to a restaurant. Mm. At some point in my day, I end up going to the bathroom with a mate. And I reckon one in two of my friends take a leak and then just walk out the door. You're kidding. No, nah, so they're touching Do their... Do you di- reprimand them? I mean, no, but they are touching their dingling and just leaving. <laughs> now, if they're touching their that, then they're going to probably be picking their nose. They're probably going to, you know... Yeah, they, they touch their dingling and then they go out and shake someone's hand. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that disgusting? <laughs> it's totally disgusting. I wash my hands. <laughs> I'm I, glad. Thankfully. But like... I legit don't want even and I know, now that I know that my friends who do who do this, I definitely am never shaking their hands again. <laughs> yeah. So I can use I can use the coronavirus as an excuse. Oh, <laughs> sorry, mate, I'm not shaking your hand. You know, coronavirus. But actually, it's because I know your hygiene is gross, <laughs> yeah. and you are a scumbag. Everyone else was like, "Let's do you know fist bumps or like elbow no, elbow touch. touches." That's so weird. I'm like, why would you go up and elbow touch someone? That's really odd. But do you yeah. at least have like a cool greeting. I mean, I do love the J- the Japanese bow. Oh, I know it's so beautiful. That looks so cool. Yeah, I would I would adopt that. But yeah, me too. I figured I have to adopt something that is completely fictitious, like Wakanda Forever, mm. so that I'm not culturally cultural appropriating program. something. Yeah. yeah, and also if I can tie in a Disney. Plus sponsorship with that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I get five bucks every time I Wakanda forever one of my mates. <laughs> you should definitely pitch that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> get that pitch deck done tonight. Oh, something else which I saw in the paper today, which I don't know why I say paper. I haven't touched a bit of paper in 
10 years. <laughs> Something I saw on the internet <laughs> um, today. You know, Dr. Fauci, the, the little short dude who looks like the Fonz, who yes. keeps hanging out with President Trump at all of his briefings, right? Yes. He's a cute guy. I think he's like, he seems like a nice enough person. Yeah. He's a very cool doctor. And he does seem to know all the same stuff that I know about the coronavirus. So clearly we visit the same websites. <laughs> clearly you're equally educated. Honestly, <laughs> probably. He has, it's been announced yesterday or the day before, that his security detail has had to be like increased. Oh no. Yeah. Why, is he getting threats? No, he's getting unwanted sexual advances from women. Because he's such no. a cute little dude. <laughs> Is he actually? <laughs> and he had to get security? <laughs> You're kidding. No, nah, they were like, he's getting increased advances from admirers. I mean, he's famous now. Yeah. He is like, he's gone from like, just being like your regular doctor, I yeah. guess, to being on the national delivery yeah. every day. He'll be on Oprah by the end of this year. Like as he the, probably the new, already the new is. Dr. Phil. Yeah. But I thought that was so funny. Like he's obviously getting a lot of death threats as well and all this sort of stuff that comes with being a politician. What a problem to have at this point. Too oh. much female <laughs> attention. Too much clunge. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> did laugh this week though because Donald Trump said that um, obviously they've got a massive shortage of masks in, mm. the, in the whole country. And Trump just went on his public address and was like, you can use a scarf. Okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> that ain't working, let me tell you that, and I'm not even a doctor. <laughs> Since being told I'm not allowed to touch my face, I touch it 16 times a minute now. <laughs> I loved annoying. watching that address by the American politician who was like, don't touch your face, <laughs> and then she licked her finger to turn the page. <laughs> it, it's just made me realise that we are, as a species, we're disgusting. <laughs> we just, we're just touch gross. our face or we poke and prod ourselves nonstop. So should we talk about some Pika Crew responses? Yeah. So Kane actually put on his Instagram a question to everyone saying, in the return to normality, like when this is all over, what aspects of pre-quarantine life will you not go back to? Not is being the operative word. So yes. you've had this forced break. You've been told to stay at home. Mm. When you're allowed to go out, what are you not going to go back to. And you had so many responses. So many. Yeah, and people, really interesting people ones. People are very passionate about this. I think people have had a lot of time to sit down, reflect. A lot of people are at home alone. We're fortunate there's you and me and the dog in the house. Yeah. A lot of people are single and as a result, I think a lot of people are thinking quite honestly about mm. how they feel about life. Mm. And that's a good thing. Mm. I know it can be a little bit lonely, but it's also a very good thing for our personal development to take a bit of introspective time, look at ourselves and go, what would I improve when this is over? Yeah. And that was kind of the, what, what we asked. Mm. And these are the responses. All right. Do you want to read us a few? Yeah, sure. The first one, which I loved, is saying no to going out with friends because of laziness. I know. I'm so guilty <laughs> of that. The amount of times you're like, nah, I'm not doing anything. I know. I always... Or I, you say you're busy. Yeah. I, always, <laughs> no, I never say I'm busy. I'm always like... Bro, I can't be bothered. I'm just <laughs> chilling. I'm already in my pajamas. I'm already at home. Yeah. I'm already watching TV. I've got so many reasons to not see my friends. All of a sudden, people are like really cherishing human connection, right? Oh, and man. Like you always, you never really appreciate what you have until it's gone. Yeah. So the ability to go out and hang out with your friends, you know, it's gone at the moment. Mm. So I think a lot of people are probably feeling this and being like, oh, why did I say no to that Thursday night dinner? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? There's, there's one here that came in that said, um, eating breakfast, lunch, and sometimes dinner out every day. 
We are so guilty of that. Oh. We used to eat all of our meals out. So is this lady saying that she is liking the home cooking? Yeah. Yeah, I am too, I'll be honest. Me too. I really, obviously, I, you know, I want to support local restaurants and all that sort of stuff. But Kane and I used to eat out almost every meal. And right now I've been literally cooking everything and our bodies are feeling positive from it like we are noticing some really good results health wise energy wise another one that came in uh christy she said i think i'm going to continue working out from home rather than going back to the gym that's interesting that's very interesting because we did our first online gym class with reunion mm. yesterday mm. and it was weird like i'll be honest it was very odd i liked it a lot but though. i loved it i know at the beginning i was really embarrassed because we had an ipad and there was like 20 other people on the call and then the pc was in the middle screen on this little zoom call and we were like okay hi everyone and it, it seemed so bizarre mm. But then by the end of it, I was like, I'm so future. Do you know that's one thing I'm really finding super interesting in this situation is the innovation that so many businesses are showing. Yeah. Like I'm seeing bars offering cocktail packages or, you know, homemade food deliveries where they send you the ingredients of their pizza or pasta, but you have to make it at home. Or like like what we did yesterday with Reunion, gyms actually being able to access a global audience rather than just their local you know, neighborhood yeah. and saying, hey, let's make these classes available to anyone who would like to tune in type thing. I reckon there's going to be a massive shift with movies as well. Why? Because... I'll be honest, I, I, I'm a big movie buff and I love going to the movies. Mm. But oh, you, yeah. you know what I love more than going to the movies? Watching a movie at home? Yeah, <laughs> of course. It's I mean, my couch. That's been a long time coming though, right? Yes and no. Movie theatres make a lot of money because you're paying for the individual seat rather than a family. So let's say we hired a movie on iTunes here. Oh, I You're paying see. 24 bucks for the, for the premiere. Of course. But there might be 10 people in your house, which is $2.50, right? Mm. Whereas if you go to the cinema, then you're paying, you know, whatever it costs, I don't really know, mm. per person. But it's far more than 25 bucks. So actually, they, they need to rework that business model a bit. But a lot of key movies that were supposed to come out right now are now coming onto Netflix or they're coming onto iTunes straight away. Yeah. And that is brilliant. Yeah. Like that is how I always want to consume. I want to consume my favourite movie at peak time eating toast and Vegemite. <laughs> yeah? I can't do that. With your dog cinema, on your lap. With my dog on my lap. <laughs> and if I need to pause it so I go toilet... I can do so. Yeah. I can't do that at the cinema. No. So this is better. I, I will pay a premium for that. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's definitely something that's a big thing. I think thing. actually you're right. I think the cinema business might be in big trouble right now. Because it doesn't sound mm, appealing to me to go and sit in a... Someone else's seat. Yeah. I know. But going to the cinema is a great experience. Having a great well, big Well, it's just screen. a night out though, isn't it? It's a night out for a family or a date or something mm. rather than just vegging out at home. It's like... It's something to do. One that I found interesting is I saw a, a lady wrote in and said how busy I made myself and how I didn't enjoy the little things in life. Yeah. That's interesting, right? That's a very like introspective answer. That's well, someone who's gone, you know what? I, and I'm actually, I'm actually really noticing that. I think our society is really, really focused on jobs, careers, money, mm. and kind of this rat race. But to what end? Is well, everyone enjoying themselves? No, most people join the rat race. I, th I saw this stat, which was um, only one in 10 people enjoy their jobs. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I get it, right? If you have to do garbage collection, yeah, it pays well, 
in Australia, yeah. but maybe you don't enjoy it. Yeah. So there is this very fine balance between enjoying your work and earning a wage because we all need money to of live. Of course, yeah. Um, but I think this forced reset is making everyone really rethink what they want to do. But even beyond just basic work, I think we're always keeping ourselves so busy mm. and always we have a stressed out environment yeah, all the sure. time. We all expect so much from ourselves and we all expect ourselves to like overachieve and do more and create more and all that sort of stuff. And it's like at the end of the day, I think humanity is meant to also just be a little bit slower and actually enjoy you know, the smell of a flower. But this is the way government has designed their country. The yeah. government designed you, designed the country rather, to, um, you know, you go into education, you get the first bit for free. If you want a good job, you have to do the next bit. The next bit costs a lot of money, like a, a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. And then as a result, when you go to your first job, you've accrued a huge amount of debt before you've even started your job. So you've got yes. debt. Yeah. So as a result, then you have to really work hard to pay off your uni debt, your, your student loan, whatever it may be in, in your country. Mm. Then... You may or may not pay that off over 10, 15, 20 years. But in the meantime, you've then accrued a mortgage. So you've got more debt. Yeah. And the, 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 the entire structure of our entire planet, unfortunately, is based upon a debt-driven motivation system. Yeah. And that is not great. It is just a fact. And unfortunately, it does motivate us all. You know, the reason I work so hard is I have a mortgage. I have a Tesla. I have this. I have that. And I know that if I don't stop, if you I stop bills. working, got bills. i got bills to pay. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Beyonce said, i got bills. I can't pay my bills. My telephone bills. I can't pay my bills. No, she's saying she can. She's saying she can. Oh. In that song. <laughs> okay, well. Because she's an independent woman. Oh, well, well, that just ruined my little <laughs> ditty, didn't it? But I loved it anyway. But you get the idea. Yeah. We, are all, we are all burdened to the system. And that yeah. system, and a lot of people that love the whole kind of, you know, conspiracy theory world of the internet, uh, attribute that that government structure is what keeps us prisoners in our own home as it were well i think they they think that's that's the way to keep people productive but i argue that people would be productive even if they didn't have these pressures of crazy debt and crazy bills all the time because yeah, most probably. people aren't just it's not satisfying to just be lying there it's kind of satisfying for about a week or so to lie there and just veg out and do nothing and then after that you kind of want to like you know progress yourself a little bit you mm. want to maybe learn something or paint something or create something i saw this thing which was um a really great meme and it said humans were not designed to work pay bills and then die yes like that is not that why is, is that the life cycle well that's been designed so this whole reset might give a lot of people a lot of opportunity to relook at what they want i mean mm. we're relooking at what our kind of life goals are yeah i'm sure everyone is mm. Now it's time for my favourite, favourite, favourite <laughs> part of the show. What is it? My I mean, I know what it is, but <laughs> what is your conspiracy theory? This episode of The Conspiracy Theories, I'm calling The Rise of the Idiots. Oh, yes. Because something has happened in the last few weeks. Every idiot on the planet has become a 5G expert. <laughs> They've become a... Scientists beyond my wildest dreams. They have learned so much mm. about 5G. Yeah, and, and an electromagnetic spectrum. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's crazy. So that's what I want to talk about today. Okay. Because seriously, 
It's getting Explain annoying. Explain this to me because I'm seeing so many things. I'll be honest, I haven't looked into it a lot because I've just dismissed it as like, you know, faff. Um, faff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's probably the best way to put it. Faff. But explain to me what these people who are really concerned about 5G are on about. 5G is the next version up of 4G. So your phone is pretty fast right now. It uses a 4G frequency. Um, it's quite good, you know. You, I'm sure you don't wait that much for your YouTube videos. 5G is a bit faster. Actually, 5G is about the same as your Wi-Fi. On November 1st, China launched their 5G network. Very, very close <laughs> to 4G in terms of the, the frequency spectrum. Nowhere near X-ray. Mm -hmm. Nowhere near X-rays. Nowhere near anything that can do any damage. It's a non-ionizing frequency, scientifically proven. Like, if you're worried about 5G, definitely get rid of your microwave. But someone, somewhere, I think it was in Austria or Amsterdam, one of the two, I know it begins with A, they said that 5G affects your DNA. Yeah, right. Right? Mm. Which is why all the countries that have 5G are affected by coronavirus Well, so yeah, they're badly. saying that 5G accelerates the spread of coronavirus. Okay, firstly, we've had 5G for two years here. Also, I, I've seen that this has been debunked as false news. A million times. Entirely. Plus, there is no connection at all between no. 5G and the coronavirus. No, I've seen this same theory pop up when 2G became 3G. Really? Yeah, and when 3G became 4G. Oh, are people always worried about new Gs. Oh, the G... <laughs> I nearly said G-string. I don't even know why. <laughs> I just wanted to get a G-string joke in there. I was like, where's my guitar? Let me grab my guitar and crack a joke. I mean, look, I get that people are always concerned about radio frequencies because obviously things like gamma rays and like ultraviolet light and all that can be damaging to your cells. Well, don't. But I, <sighs> I looked it up and 5G is literally 66 times below what they say could be anything affecting you on an international standard. And how it long, does not affect the human body. How long did that Google search take you? Like 10 seconds. Right. <laughs> so these idiots. My research for this podcast. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, time is up. And that's where we're going to end today's episode of Wine Time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you're subscribed and have hit that five-star rating on this episode. Every little bit helps. So we really appreciate that. If you fancy keeping up with our antics outside of this podcast, you can always follow us on Instagram. The links are in this description. Or you can check out our YouTube channel where we post at least two videos a week. If you'd like to check out our website, which has heaps of posts as well as all our photo and video presets, head over to caneandpia.com. That's www.caneandpia.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.